Welcome to Two Hypnotherapists Talking with me, Denise Billen Mejia in Delaware, USA. And me, Martin Ferber in Preston, UK. This weekly podcast is for anyone and everyone who would like to know more about the fascinating subject of hypnosis and the benefits it offers. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist. I'm a retired medical doctor turned consulting hypnotist. We are two hypnotherapists talking. So let's get on with the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of I almost said Myth Magic Medicine. Two hypnotherapists talking. <laughs> I'm Denise in Delaware, and my friend here is. I'm Martin over in Preston in the UK. And today Hi. our guest is Sam Chatter. Chater? Chater. Chater, I beg your pardon, who <laughs> is also in the UK, somewhat near to Preston, but um, near Hale. And yeah. Sam works with women in midlife, amongst other things. Um, and she's going to talk to us today. Thank you so much for coming in, Sam. Yeah, thanks for inviting me, guys. It's lovely to see you and, and catch up and everything. Yeah, so where do I start, basically? Um, I'm a hypnotherapist like yourself, um, and I've got a big passion at the moment, um, and there's personal reasons for this, as well as, you know, what I'm seeing in the main as well, mm -hmm. to work with people in midlife. Um, I'm there myself. Um, I'm going through the perimenopause currently, um and i'm working with another practitioner who's a nutritionist um a pilates teacher and a physiotherapist and we've okay. joined forces to run a, a midlife group to help I, support women living well in midlife so yeah. so yeah, yeah so can i just uh, interject something because i i um recently worked with martin on an article he wrote on the area which i thought was very brave of him <laughs> as a man <laughs> But can we just reframe how people think about menopause? Because menopause, from a medical point of view, is sort of a non-event. It's one thing stops, the next part of your life starts. So menopause, when we colloquially speak of it, is that whole period. And, of course, periods are what we go away. But because but how long do you think it lasts? Well, you're looking, you know, the whole kind of change. We start to get a decline in our hormones in our late 20s. So things yeah, have changed from them. Yeah. 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 So, it takes at least 10 years for the whole years, process. Yeah, but, yeah mm -hmm. exactly. And people don't realize it. They're getting little weird and, you know, not so wonderful symptoms. But it's like if we had the education when we're younger, we yeah. can make more informed decisions to what yeah. we're doing, you know, through really? our 20s into our 30s. You know what I mean? Really, the old fashioned term, the change, is more accurate. <laughs> than menopause it's <laughs> because a it's a process yeah it's a process we go through which is natural we're meant to go through it like when we you know start our periods and go through you know go from child to then puberty and everything it's a, just a natural transition unfortunately right. the way we live now and the kind of pressures and stresses we've got on our lives is not conduent to you know mm -hmm. to, to you know helping us through this stage basically and, and navigating right. it and stuff and I'm not against HRT as such. It's good we've got actual tools and things, but we need to kind of look at how we live our lifestyle, right. you right. know, because sometimes, and I'm, you know, Kath, who I work with on the Manager Midlife Group, she's gone on HRT and she's tied a lot of lifestyle choices. You know, she has really worked hard on that, but it wasn't enough. But for me at the moment, it's enough, the lifestyle changes, right. you know. Right. 
and I'm aware when maybe I do something which, you know, yeah, sets off a hot flush because I get hot flushes, you know, and I'm aware and I can make that choice then. I've got the choice whether I drink the glass of wine, the red mm-hmm. wine, or I don't. And not always it sets it off. It can be a few, like right. a number of things, cooking a hot meal, having a hot drink, then I've had that and then boom, I'll do, mm-hmm. you know, doing something busy. But I've got that choice if I've got the knowledge. I can make that decision. Right. You know, so I'm not discounting HRT. It's a game changer for many women. Um, but you know, if I need it at some point, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll look into it and make a choice. But at the moment, my lifestyle choices that I'm making and changes, right. I feel being, up at the moment, and I'm not navigating- being, being aware that that little tiny tweaks can make a big change. Yeah, and and it doesn't have to be. You know, it. it these can fit in your life because it's a busy phase of life, let's face it. And you know what? It's, it's, I don't feel for me sometimes there's enough hours in the day. And, and, you know, you know, I've got a young family with two young children. And then you've got, you know, aging family as well. So aging parent, I've not got my dad anymore, but mum, mm-hmm. you know, she's on that end of the spectrum. So you feel sandwich with a sandwich, yeah. sandwich generation. See, oh, it's, not, it's not a new term. No, <laughs> I, I haven't heard this before. And then when I, I was writing my article last week for the Lancashire Telegraph, um, and I asked Denise, um, to give me a hand with it, because the last thing I wanted to do writing about menopause is to mansplain things to women. It's like, you know, what the hell does he know about menopause? And I was trying to write about some of the mental health and well-being effects, you know, menopause can have. So Denise very kindly offered to help me. Oh, and goodness. she she said something about the sandwich generation, and I'd never heard that before. Yeah, it's big because the thing is, it's right, isn't it? Oh, it's absolutely right, yeah. Yeah, You've either got, you know, if you've got children, obviously, not everybody has, but you've either got really young children. So I've gone pretty much from the postnatal phase into the perimenopause. There haven't been much of a transition. Some of that is because we are delaying um, pregnancy. Exactly, yeah. And I was 41 when I had, my youngest is now four. I was 41 and I was 33 when I had the the eldest. So it's a different time of life. And it has been a lot more challenging, I'll not lie. You know, from just from having this innate kind of thing of wanting more space and and quieter life, you know, and that's what (laughs) we're doing. And have have a kindergartner at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it isn't, is it? And it, you know, so it's being mindful of that is like definitely something I've had to work on personally. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Of like kind of, I'm not as patient. So what I've done as well with, you know, obviously using my hypno techniques that I've got and tools in, in that toolbox, for stress management but also living more mindfully has been a game changer right it really Actually, I, I can't remember who i was talking to you yesterday but i was talking to somebody mm-hmm. <laughs> clearly i was talking to somebody um about the fact that we don't honor these stages in our lives as much as we used to you know people go they they work 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 have a baby go back to work like we don't have that traditional six weeks of everybody bringing you food and leaving you, you know, being nice to you and taking the baby off your hands and all those things. And and the same thing when we as we get to what the French call a certain age, and <laughs> and and that we don't we don't honor these natural transitions that women go through, and we lose for for that that is a loss to us, I think. But the thing is, in in the in the east as well, in certain places, they it's seen differently as the menopause is. Mm-hmm. It's seen as kind of 
you know, you're coming to this next phase of life and you're wise, you're kind of... Right. I'd like to be a wise woman. Yeah, I mean, yeah. sort of cultural between West and East, between the past lives in the West and in the East, they seem to revere their elders, they respect their elders. As you say, they look at them as the older, wiser person. Yeah, exactly. And they tend to put them up on a pedestal, whereas, you know... but I, I wonder over here we tend to chuck a lot of people in old people's homes and forget about our. Well, you know. they kind of fit. The thing is, as well, it's like you look at how you know socially. It's like oh, you're fi- you're finished. Even in the workplace, the kind of well, you you know, the younger woman and stuff like that is kind of seen. Or even in the media, how you know they portray women who've you know have, have got, you know turned grey and they kept the grey, and it's different for men. How they see men as aging, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, she's aged or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'd be proud. It's, you know what I mean? This is it. It's, you know, we're against that. We, we see, you know, older film stars and stuff. And, oh, hasn't he aged well? And so when it comes to women, if they've not, uh, do you know what I mean? Keep, you know, dyeing the hair or they've had facelifts and the rest of it. And I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. each for your own and stuff. It's seen as, you know, oh, God, isn't she? You know, so I was seeing, you know, how we so, age as well. Are, when you when you when you see your clients, are those the issues that you're dealing with? The confidence issues and yes, or all of that stuff. Yeah, there's okay. a whole. The thing is, there's a whole. There's loads of elements to this because it is kind of the fear of aging and what mm-hmm. people are going to think. So you know, self esteem, confidence is hit massively. The kind of habits people are, are getting into to kind of just shut out this busy kind of crazy world of, of self-soothing through like alcohol being a big one mm-hmm. of it, eating comfort eating which of course which of course is making the symptoms worse probably. exactly because this is another thing is that we have to be more mindful as we we get older of what we're putting in our body and on mm-hmm. our body as well because they you know some of these things are neurotoxins and they mm-hmm. mess with our hormones We've got estrogen receptors, so estrogen, one of the main hormones, female hormones, in every cell of our body. So it's it's like, and as we age, it declines, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So it's like being aware of the kind of, you know, being a bit more mindful with the kind of foods we eat. I mean, that wouldn't be a bad thing throughout life. It would be nice to start that process earlier because junk food is junk food. There's oh, no totally, age at which it's totally. a good thing. But if, yeah. if you're at a stage where, you know, because once again, that's another subject altogether, isn't it? Of food and, and what is in front of us and how we live now, completely mm-hmm. other conversation. But it's where we're at now, isn't it? It's like, like you said, we can't change the past of what we've, but right. the thing is, as we age, our liver ages as well. So guess what? You know, the, the, the drinks that we might have been able to put back in, you know, in the day and mm-hmm. our liver can't cope as well. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. guess what? Hormones have got to be, you know, Gotta go somewhere, yeah. There we go. You're, you know, you know this more than me, but we've got to kind of look at right, you know, and be sensible, really, yeah. at this stage so, of life with that kind of thing. So, have you used hypnotherapy to help women with the emotional part of that journey? Because I know from personal experiences speaking to women, women um, approaching menopause, i.e., in the perimenopausal stage, they start to feel that they're losing their femininity. They start to feel useless because they know yeah. they're approaching the point of not being fertile anymore or and, if uh, they or if they don't have a partner they get a little bit desperate yeah. sometimes which mm. is unfortunate because you are enough to use that lovely mantra there is that <laughs> it's definitely it but a lot of people feel when they hit the midlife stage that and they generally don't come from menopause as such because 
it's what they're experiencing. They don't put it down to that often. Mm. So it's about, you know, them coming into life feeling that they've lost themselves almost. But actually, mm-hmm. they're comparing themselves to probably the 20-year-old self, yeah? Where in actual fact, what they liked then potentially might not be what they like that like mm-hmm. now, if that may, or what makes. They might not know. So it's about creating that space for them to kind of find out, find what it is, you know. How do you help them reflect on that? Do you use journaling a lot in your yeah, process? Yeah, I do recommend. Yes, I do. And I use that myself as well. Because, you, you know, just getting it down on paper, mm-hmm. your thoughts and feelings, it, it's a very interesting process because coming back to it then can be where the insight is is gained. Mm-hmm. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I found that about, you know, I've journaled. It doesn't make sense there. I don't understand it, but I've journaled it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, down the line when I have been doing the personal work, I've come back to it and gone, ah. That's what I meant. <laughs> There's a light bulb moment, connect yeah. the dots. It's, but yeah, they do come for emotional reasons, mm. like just struggling with even the partner not feeling like, you know, lack of libido. And some of yeah. that may be hormonal, it probably is, you know, a lot of it, but there's a connection with both. We're not just, so I, try, I tend to look at it as a whole. What's going on? Do you know what I mean? What mm-hmm. is going on for that person as a whole? Because it's, you know, we can do symptom management, but that's not getting to the core of why right. they're feeling like this, is it? So I yeah. like to and and each one is going to have a different thing. It may be, you know, why didn't I take that degree when I was in my twenties? Where am I going now? I'm forty. Yeah. My life's nearly over. Mm-hmm. Speaking of somebody approaching seventy, no, it isn't. But I remember feeling that of forty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, exactly. You said something earlier, Sam. Um, or sorry, it might be you, Denise about we're not equipped with this knowledge when we're younger, you know, as women of what to expect at these times in our lives. Obviously, as men, we're not told anything about it. All we know, <laughs> it, we, we know the old fashioned expressions, oh, she's at a funny age, she's at a difficult age, that kind of thing, mm. which was, again, one of the reasons I was writing that article last week, because, you know, it's one of those things men don't talk about. Exactly. Men don't talk that. about periods. Yeah, and that is the issue, right? The education needs to come right mm. back into as much as our baby's born that education biology at school it's so important because guess what half the population are women aren't they and you know half the population are are men yep so or or, you know see yourself as a male but we've got to kind of if we don't educate how can we expect people to know what to do how to react to their partners do you well, know what I mean? It. I mean half and the population also, will go through menopause and the other half of the population will be affected by it exactly yeah. exactly and in addition part of it is also because we are um we're more likely to have moved away from our families yeah. like certainly in mm. the states yeah. so it, it, you <laughs> 10 miles down the road is different for, for Britain than, than here. I mean, that's that's the same city, 10 miles. <laughs> but um, that you, you lose that support. You lose that natural education of watching your grand go through it or your mom yeah. or, you know, whatever. So I, I think that we need to be more formal about educating people about it as well. You've hit the nail on the head there, Denise. You really have because we we look at how cult, you know, how society is now. People do move away. I'm I'm a prime example of that I moved to London in my early twenties, and my parents were in Yorkshire, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, Denise, you moved halfway across the world. <laughs> yeah, that's even further. You could beat me on that. But it meant I didn't have a family network close by. My brother was down there and eventually, and then we moved years later to Altrincham, where we are now. Mm-hmm. But I still don't have that family unit, as in close by. And that kind of bringing up young children was hard. I'll not lie. Mm-hmm. You know, having that village because it is a village. We need to raise right. children. Now you can you can build it, but it take it. It's yeah. just you have to really consciously look for people with similar. Which I and, and if you're all yeah. right, but if you if if everybody in the area that well most people in the area are having their kids in their twenties, and you wait until your late thirties, you're out of sync with your friends the natural fit for you intellectually. So it's harder to build that than yeah. it is when, with the automatic, with the family. I did I did gain that through, in London, because of mm-hmm. the recent groups, social groups and stuff. And I did get that kind of, you know, that need met to a degree. Mm-hmm. But then when we moved, when my eldest was three, he's now 12, it was kind of, I knew nobody. Mm-hmm. So it was like quite a slow process and because he, he was at that age of you know it was yeah it wasn't perfect and it did kind of emo- I, I, I went through a time emotionally of not feeling supported and stuff and, mm-hmm. and various you know other so emotions would you describe the work that you do I realize you obviously are using hypnosis but other techniques too would you think of yourself more as a menopause coach I no midlife it's middle, okay middle. yeah midlife yeah, yes because yes. originally I was gonna yeah menopause cut but no it's it's more than that it's all the it's things this whole transition of mm-hmm. how we live in midlife and make the most of it mm-hmm. you know and and also you know because way we live also contributes to sickness doesn't it and disease mm-hmm. disease and it's about being aware of even bone health things we might not be aware of that kind of education oh yeah we yeah. need to be putting in place so we can make choices in our 20s and 30s that are going to benefit bone health and brain health. And right. stuff. You know, so I the, feel quite passionate about that kind of thing. One of the one of the arguments for HRT is, of course, estrogen estrogen effect on bone health because broken hips are a thing. And it, it's a big cause of death is osteoporosis, isn't it? Let's face yeah. it, and broken bones. When yeah, you no, know, it's it's massive, but. I think, yeah, the education, it is starting to trickle through. But if you look at GP education, it wasn't mandatory, wasn't it? It is now. It's starting to become now. But if you're already a trained GP, so say you came back to the UK, as a, you wouldn't have to do it because you're already, you know what I mean? You wouldn't mm-hmm. have to. So it's, it's, it's a bit of a lottery as well who you get to speak to if you're going to see your GP. And I'm not knocking anybody here, but it there has to well, be. Well, we need to remember, it, it's... Medicine is so massive. <laughs> There's only so many hours in the day. It's really hard to get all these little twiddly bits in. Oh, totally. But 50%, yeah. you know, half of the uh, yeah, huge women, this is a big... Yes, issue. and no matter whether you're seeing them because their heart's having a problem or they broke a bone or they have a psychiatric issue, it's still in that... If they're in that what age is, group, it's going to affect mm, it. Do, do, Might you think if men were, do you think if men had a menopause equivalent that was as significant because there is a course talk of the penopause if mm-hmm. men had a a condition that was as equivalent that this would have been dealt with a lot better and a lot sooner yes, yes. <laughs> as, as with everything as with everything it's like contraception oh yeah it would have been 
handled years ago. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's not sugarcoat it, but it's true, isn't it? And I'm not, you know, there's it, it's true, isn't it? it? It would have been, you know, prioritized, wouldn't it? So, I think so. I think so. So your work, you can help empower women to make sure people are listening because that's the yeah. problem. We've been shut up for a long time. And it is, and there is a change. You know, there has been some big players out there and the uh -huh. media and news, aren't they, and stuff trying to get the message out. But I still think we're falling short with the lifestyle. We're kind of, it's very much, uh -huh. like I said, I'm not against HRT. It's a game changer for some women, right? And you've got to make that choice. It's right. But let's have a balance here of kind of, you know, the other stuff to do as well which is, you know, can potentially, yeah. I'm not saying always, because it doesn't, not every one size fits all, but we've, you know, we've mm. got to take some responsibility as well to yeah. try those stuff, I think. Yeah. Sam, so as well as hypnotherapy, do you equip your clients with mindfulness techniques? I do, as yeah. As part of, you know, the process. Yeah, because it, it because we're, we're living such fast pace these days, we, we, we're not very much living in the present, are we? Let's face it. We're, we're either thinking uh, what's going to happen in the future or even what's happened in the past and all oh, the regret we've had or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we're not living in the moment enough, which is in itself is, is we're not enjoying then, are we? Well, now it's that now is all you've got, really. Exactly. The other is gone, the other hasn't happened, and it's not exactly. promised to any of us. Exactly. Yeah. We don't know what. So you can bring exactly so it's like you know right. there's a lot we can do within you know mindfulness right like... when when people ask me for the you know what's the difference between these three things I, I tend to say that hypnosis is kind of clear out some of the clutter the things you need to deal with and then meditation and mindfulness is what you go to for maintenance now it's nice to have a, I love having an extra hypnosis session here and there it's so wonderful but it, it's more of a treatment for whatever is bothering you whereas yeah. meditation and mindfulness is just a is part of your practice it's a way of life is is yeah. what it is it's it's been consistent with like you know you've got formal practices and you've got informal practices so a formal would be like you know maybe go in and do a body stand lying down for 30 minutes or 10 minutes or mm -hmm. whatever time duration and that's the thing you're doing formally informally would be like maybe you know brushing your teeth and just being aware of or making a cup of tea and just being aware of or using your senses to kind eating. of mindful oh, totally, eating mindful yeah. eating mindful eating exactly how far do you go with mindful eating sam how, how far do you go with mindful eating to the point of if you i don't know if you're eating a piece of fish for example you start to think about the people who fished it and no, well, no, you no. can't go into that. Yeah, you're you right. could, but it, it yeah. might, you know, you might have to think about it being clonked on the head. I'm plant based, so <laughs> I don't have to think about the depth of my food. But, but um, it All really right. is about really enjoying every bite, mm. slowing down and appreciating what that sensation but is also, at the moment. It's not. It's not just enjoying though, because not everything. You don't have to be judgmental with, or or like it could be that where. Oh yeah, that's that sensation's different, and it you know, but it gives you kind of the laser focus into it to actually see what the nuances and the do you know what I mean? The real mm -hmm. what you wouldn't notice because we're rushing, and I'm guilty of this. This is one of my big areas. I've had to work really hard on myself, and I still find myself it's it's work in progress for me. I'll tell you, we all are slipping mm -hmm. into kind of get it down as fast as you can. And you eat past your, 
what we're listening to our bodies we go past it you know mm. so it's about you know getting yourself plonked down on that table rather than eating on the, the TV because <laughs> I found you know your phone and stuff if it's there near me you just go on automatic oh mm. and then I'm eating and I'm like realize that's it so I've moved the phone away into another room whilst I'm eating mm. and that's the only thing I'm doing everything else can wait yeah and I think with, if you do, with, you know, the, with the exception of conversation with people are having dinner with. Or, well, that's you know, yes. Yeah, so that's another, time to catch up with your kids, school yes. and those things. Well, you know. that would be done differently because you don't have to do the mindful eating at every single meal, do you? Mm-hmm. But it gets you into kind of like you say, that social eating with the family when when it's possible, obviously not in everybody's situation, but sitting down and, and like having that conversation, because unfortunately, you see this all the time in, in, in restaurants. People are out on a night out and they're on the phones. Mm-hmm. It's sad, isn't it? And and many people are guilty of it. So it's, you know. Well, it actually, it's a very definite addiction. They've proven Absolutely. that you get a dopamine hit every time somebody yeah. likes something on Facebook. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. it's like a third person, isn't it? Or second person, you know, it's another relate. It's a relationship. So it's a more it? important person, unfortunately. The, the way that we respond to it, I don't. Yeah, it is hard, especially if you if you have people communicating from all over the world with me. <laughs> Don't ping me at two o'clock in the morning just because you're in Australia. Uh, <laughs> so Talk, talking of all around the world, Sam, you, you're still operating online as well, aren't you? I am, yeah, still yeah. online, yeah. Yeah, okay, because uh, we were talking to somebody in Australia earlier on. Where's your furthest clients? Have they all been UK based, or have you had any abroad? I just let me think. They're mainly UK based. Mm. They're mainly UK for me because I've not kind of marketed out there. But are they all around the UK? Yeah, 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 because I get referrals from corporate companies as well. Mm. Which, um, at first, it was for a lot of long COVID kind of recovery, just helping ah, yeah. the emotional side of it and physical because we can, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? It's amazing what we can do physically as well, isn't it? For pain relief and, and various other kind of things. But yeah, I, f- I found like, obviously that's changed now. It's gone into kind of a lot of other different issues as well. And some of them are kind of more female-based issues. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily think it's to do with the menopause, but it's, you know, a lot of, you know, what we've talked about. Yeah, and if they're in if they're in perimenopause, when they have whatever issue, it's going to compound the situation. Oh, totally, totally, and it does. It's it's like you know, and, and having as many tools as you can to kind of navigate this period is is so important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, it really is. Yeah. It's it's. I think I'm I'm really great. That's one of my biggest gratitudes that I actually have a big toolbox. I forget to use some of them sometimes, don't we? <laughs> But yeah, I've well, there's a, there's a nice segue. Let's talk about memory and, and the change. Ooh, brain fog. Brain fog. <laughs> yes, I can honestly say, yes, I, I get it. And do you know what? I can be out and about and I see somebody who I know really well and I forget their name. Yeah. And it just, it's, it's embarrassing. <laughs> but I've learned to kind of just breathe. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And just say to them, do you know what? I've got, and just be honest. Because mm-hmm. you know it's it's not my my issue how you're going to take and re- so say I've forgotten your name Denise you know how you're going to take how how you know react to how I what I've done there right. that's not name. your responsibility it's not my mm-hmm. responsibility and it's taking a you know 
I, my response would be, I can be honest with you or I can just shut up and, and <laughs> you know, keep quiet. So you know? so you get when, off, oh, hello, you. Then you get the brain fog too, round about the same age. I call it my senior moments. <laughs> yeah. Well, you do go through the andropause, which is the male menopause yeah. as well. So they, they, that is, you know, most blokes don't, you know. Yeah, they get all their own of testosterone levels, don't exactly, they? Exactly, yeah. So there's, you know. Or is that, is that got, correct, Denise? Yes, it is, but it's yeah. not quite as dramatic no. for men. No, that's what I said. If men went through something anywhere near as dramatic and significant, but you do, women, you you do go through the midlife crisis a bit more dramatically than women do usually, because women are usually busy doing putting out all the other fires with their kids and their. Are you, are you talking about the one with men where it's usually either a mistress, a Harley Davidson, or a sports car? That one, yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> People just need to be heard. I mean, it's a basic human need, isn't it, to feel understood and to feel heard? Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. And that comes in, I think, the core of any therapy, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Any therapy, anybody's, there should be those kind of core conditions of, you know, like empathy. Oh, empathy, yeah. yeah. Congruence, being genuine and, you know, and a non-judgmental approach, really. Mm, absolutely. And we do that and it's, yeah, listening is, is powerful, isn't it? Let's, yep. You know. Yep. No pocket watches, no cloaks, no woo-woo. Oh, this is another thing. <laughs> yeah, no BS. <laughs> I had that today um, when so I was chatting to somebody and they were asking me, what do you do? So I'm like, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, straight away, it was like when I'd said, yeah, hypnotherapist and I'll do, you know, this, that and the other. And they were like, mm -hmm. like yeah, I said, I'm constantly... Yeah, educating what it is, what it isn't. Yeah, I was at the hairdressers yesterday and uh, the, the usual conversation with somebody that hadn't cut my hair before. No, yeah, so what do you do? I'm a hypnotist. And she said, oh, like on Get Out? No, that wasn't very accurate. Amusing though, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we do, you know, I think as hypnotherapists or hypnotists, whatever you want to, you know, term yourself as, I think we do come up against this, don't we, a lot in this modality in this type of therapy it's yeah it's there's a lot of misconceptions which you know you've got to do a lot of work kind of that's it yeah we're still a long way to go in getting rid of these myths and misconceptions right but a lot of that you know by the time somebody has called you up they've at least are open to being told it's not the same as on the tv unfortunately a few people will think it's they'll sit in the chair you'll go sap Problem over. Exactly. And, yeah, Which that, is not the case, is it? As right, we it's know, work. It's and exactly that, the magic bullet, isn't it? It's it's like they're expect oh magic wand, sorry, not bullet. That's the question, isn't it? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, the magic wand where you just they're gonna sit in your chair and you're gonna go wave that magic wand and they're gonna be fixed. Yeah. And it's not that at all. It's 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 a two-way process. We're facilitators basically, aren't we? Right. In helping them to kind That's of. That's what I should call. I should call myself a hypnosis facilitator. <laughs> but yeah, we are. That's what we are. We're facilitating yeah. helping that person, you know, help with their change, whatever that may be, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Now, yeah. So I, I always explain to people how they do 90% of the work in their subconscious, in the background after they've left. Yes. And if they need yes. a good analogy of that, I always give them the doing the crossword in the paper analogy, where you put it down and three hours later, the answer will suddenly spring to mind, even though you weren't consciously thinking of it. As right. I say, your subconscious mind was working in right. the background all the time, and that's right. what happens when you're here today. 
when when you go home from your shopping trip where you bumped into the person whose name you couldn't remember the minute you get into your house you'll remember it's back that's it but i love your analogy there of the metaphor is it analogy or a metaphor i think that's an analogy yeah i was getting mixed up with the two but it's it's like that's perfect but that is how it works that is how it works yeah it happens afterwards, doesn't it? Because mm, there's a yeah. processing part of the brain needs yeah. to process the Yeah, change. immediately afterwards, they just feel nice and relaxed and refreshed. But right. the actual work takes place after after they've left. Yeah. And it can be be longer. It can be quite a while as well for oh, yeah. it to happen, can't it? Depends, it? depends yeah. on the, the personality type and yeah. learning type. And, yeah. yeah. That's why I always have two weeks in between my sessions because some people, I wouldn't want to go longer than two weeks. So I'll shorten it a little bit, but no, no, no shorter than one week in between mm. sessions to yeah. take full advantage of it. Why come and tread on something that's still in process? Yeah. Try to get the full value of that session and then get another another session to work on the next issue. That's good. Another one where the time has flown by. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so really. much. It was great to see you again, Sam. It's been ages. Oh, no, thanks for inviting me. Yeah, really thanks for coming on, Sam. I really appreciate it. And it's been lovely to catch up with you as well. Yeah. Thank you so much. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Please remember, this podcast is designed to give you an insight into therapeutic hypnosis and is for educational purposes only. So remember, consult with your own healthcare professional if you think something you've heard may apply to you or a loved one. If you found this episode useful, you can apply for free continuing professional development or CME credit using the link provided in the show notes. Feel free to contact either of us through the links in the show notes. Join us again next week.